you once said, uh, if I could play the tour drunk, I'd win every week. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Hey, get, get the fuck out of here. That's not gonna go over well. <laughs> it's amazing, where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Stupidest fucking design. Here you're being wimps, you don't even want to drink Fireball, man. That's nothing. I mean, I drink vodka straight, man. Come on, quit being you-know-what. So the way I look at it, you got to take a shot every hole. That would be my ultimate goal. I think your golf game will get better. Three, three on the course, yeah, at least three on the course. And then maybe after the round, I'll have one more, so four. It could be upwards of eight some days, you know. Yeah, but again, they're, they're smaller, so it's not like it's this, you know, huge shaker bottle you know, thing, right? It's Hi, we'll see ya. Oh, no. Every fucking time. I mean, I take 15 seconds and go. And I've done all right, so I don't understand what they're... It's just frustrating as a player. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Balling Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson. Episode number 82. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Sean and Nick. Hello, boys. Hello. This is Sean. We're also here with Nick, who's very excited for this 82nd episode, and he I'm, will tell you I'm why. I'm so excited for the 82nd episode of the Golf Balling Podcast, because it is the Tiger episode. Um, you know, Tiger, 82 wins. Mm-hmm. And, and how did he get there, would you say? Well... Winning, winning on the PGA Tour requires a lot of things, but one of that is uh, dryness in the genitalia area, mm-hmm. and that wouldn't be possible without products such as our sponsor today, Happy Nuts. Happy Nuts is an anti-chafing and sweating cream that you apply to your balls, and it turns into a nice refreshing powder to keep you dry on a warm day. Uh, Happy Nuts helps to prevent things such as swass, uh, chub rub, or the dreaded bat wing. Uh, if you use code BIRDIE at myhappynuts.com, you will receive 20% off your first order. Once again, that is myhappynuts.com. Yeah, the link's going to be in the description. Uh, also, today's episode, we recorded it on an app called Locker Room. It's basically just a live recording. Um, so we did one today. That's what you're going to be listening. It might sound or it might be a little different just because it was our first time doing it. Uh, but basically, we record Sunday, Wednesday nights at 5 p.m. Central. It's live, so we have people in the chat. And also, you'll see, if you listen to the whole podcast, someone actually comes in. Uh, one of our listeners comes in, speaks, gives his opinions, gives his takes. So you guys can, uh, if you guys download Locker Room and follow us on it or see us, uh, you'll be able to chat with us live or even talk to us. So today's episode may be a little uh, just different. I would say, but it's not even that different. I mean, in the future, like if you've ever had the desire to, you know, be a part of our podcast or provide us with your takes, make sure to download Locker Room. We'll be there twice a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. It's a a great time for us to interact with you guys, hear your opinions and, you know, have some have some spirited debates. Yeah. So we'll have more details for you guys in the next episode once we get a little bit more uh, comfortable with it, I would say. So in the meantime, enjoy today's episode and uh, have a good one. We're back here, Golf Balling Podcast. We're going to talk some golf today. We had some technical difficulties. Can't be in the same room. Um, oh, look, we have a listener, Nick Bavaro. Hello. Sean O'Grady. Hello. I muted myself. Oh, that's awesome, Nick. What's up, everybody? Hey, Sean. So... Golf happened today, Nick and Sean. It did. Tiger did you Woods, watch Jackson? Charlie Woods. Yeah, I watched a little bit. Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods, they couldn't get the job done. But got to say, seeing seeing Charlie Woods in the Sunday red was, was a great sight. And when he walked in that putt, too. Dude, th- yeah, he got like a little, little Tiger fist pump going. Yeah. What did you I guys just... think? Um, this is about yesterday, so if it's about today, go ahead. Uh, no, mine was just more of a comment on Charlie Woods in general. So if you if you want to talk about yesterday, well, I was just gonna say like Charlie Woods's note. Did you guys see Charlie Woods's note that he left JT? Like, oh, I yeah. mean, that clearly wasn't his handwriting. But yeah, I saw um... I saw a response. So for those who didn't see it, like, um. Charlie Woods supposedly left Justin Thomas a note in the fairway bunker that said, like, draw a hole. 
And what does that uh, even mean? Like he should have hit a draw on that hole and he didn't. <laughs> and then the the like top response to that tweet was like that has Tiger's work all over it. Or yeah. that that that's totally Tiger's work. Charlie was just the messenger. Yeah, totally. I mean, that handwriting looks like my dad's. And, I yeah. heard that Charlie was chirping though. He's a little chirpster. I, I mean, dude, that whole group was just kind of having fun. Like, I, I actually, this was the most, most enjoyable Justin Thomas viewing experience I'd say I've ever had. Like, he wow. was making jokes. He was making jokes to Charlie and Tiger. Like on day one, I, I just thought it was entertaining to watch. Yeah. Like, it's much more refreshing than him you, doing his usual complaining. Yeah, he complains every every time he gets an opportunity to. I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, Nick's, Nick's a huge Justin Thomas guy. I yeah, love Nick, Justin what do you Thomas. think about... He's my favorite, favorite player in the NFL. Um... <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> no, I'm with not that... a Justin Thomas guy. But I would have to say, though, that that tournament needed to be like it just shows why golf is declining because of the coverages and why the golf channel uh needs to kind of get some some shit shit fixed (laughs) dude honestly like the coverage for this tournament kind of sucked i mean it was only available on like peacock if you wanted to watch it live sean it's always bad i know but like i thought this was the most like interesting tournament to watch this like this year other than the majors wow Okay. Wow. I mean, most most of that was just I was fascinated by Charlie Woods just because, like, I liked watching him and Tiger interact because it's cool to see Tiger in, like, that that dad role. Yeah. And then it seems like Charlie just, like, idolizes his dad. So I think that's just so cool. Yeah. Isn't it a little weird we're talking about an 11-year-old? Right? <laughs> Anybody a little weirded out by that? We're talking about an 11-year-old son of the the world's – best ever golfer so I know, but it's a bunch of like old guys obsessed with an 11 year old like that doesn't i mean when you add those two well, things together I, it normally doesn't well, add you clearly you clearly <laughs> haven't been spending time on twitter this weekend because that's you, all people are talking about if you say it like that of course it's gonna be creepy but i mean like do you feel that way when you watch lebron james kid Bronny, Bronny is older man Brian yeah, I understand, but, but like people people still talked about him when he was like 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> Anything's creepy if you phrase it in a creepy way. <laughs> yeah. That's like a that's a good life thing. So, yeah. I kind of want to talk Masters 2040. Jeez. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wait, before we get into that, did you see that TaylorMade made him like a completely custom set of clubs? Who, Charlie? Yeah, they made the P7CWs. Oh, okay. That's crazy. This kid's 11 year old, years old and like only a few TaylorMade tour players get their own clubs. I well, think it's, it's safe it's... to say he's next. Charlie Woods is next? Yeah. I mean, obviously. What if he just becomes a huge bust? I think that would be the biggest letdown in all of like, <laughs> golf history. Well, considering how he is playing at age eleven, and you he's think solo eagling holes, I would I would have to put the kibosh on that one. Mm, Nick, I you just... think you think he's going to be Michael Jordan's kids two point Ooh, no, no, that would be very bad. Like, I mean, I still think Charlie's going to probably play at Stanford. Or do you oh, think for Charlie sure? Even... Yeah. I'm sure he's going to play college. I bet he's about to commit to Stanford. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't have a scholarship offer to Stanford. Yeah. He's got to feel a little bit more. Even if he's bad, I guarantee he gets an offer to Stanford. Yeah, because it's Tiger Woods' kid, bro. Yeah. (laughs) If I was Stanford, I'd be on the phone right now. Yeah, I mean, just Tiger's done a lot for that program. Huge publicity. I mean, he's not going anywhere else. Yeah, when I think of college golf, I think of Stanford because of Tiger Woods, no matter what. Well, that just means you haven't watched college golf in probably the past, like, decade. But... Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. How about Matthew Wolf? Austin Eckert? Ekro? Ekro? Yeah, that's no? Oklahoma State, man. That's not Stanford. But good no, I know, but I'm, I'm saying – No, I'm, I, I know they're not from fucking Stanford. 
I'm just saying. I mean, Stanford I, won the national championship in 2019. Yeah, Nick, screw you. <laughs> True. So I, I don't know how, how you're saying he hasn't watched it in the last decade. I mean, well, he just hasn't. That's true. I but just like there's Matthew Wolf and Austin Eckert. You still Eckert. had like, you still had like Patrick, or, um, uh, Patrick Rogers, who just like who played at Stanford yeah. Yeah. relatively recently. He like set tons of records there. Yeah, and I'm a big Nike guy, so I'm a big Patrick Rogers guy. I've always been a big Patrick Rogers guy. How can I mean, you if, not? It, if it weren't for the complete swing rebuild he he had to do, he'd be a stud. Why do you have to do that? Uh, I think he had some mental blocks. A um, little bit, a little bit of yips out. going on. Oh my god! Figure you know out. my you know my stance on yips. Yeah, just I, figure it out, bro. I completely disagree with that stance, but whatever, man. <laughs> He's a I, professional golfer. I can't. I can't wait for you to get like. A serious case of the yips. I'm not going to get Whether the it's yips putting it's a, or you get some shanks. The yips are a goddamn myth. I don't know. Karma's Figure coming your way, man. It's called being mentally weak. No, I'm just kidding. But I, the yips suck. I mean, no one likes yipping it. But I just think a player like Patrick Rogers caliber, I don't understand why you need to do a full swing rebuild because you have the yips. I mean, like, it's always it's always fascinating to me when professional golfers get the yips. Like, Kevin Na couldn't hit a driver for years. He, like, used to purposely whiff, which was always hilarious. Like, Keegan Bradley, like, the reason he's so quick is because he had the fucking yips. Mm-hmm. I I just I think it's so funny that, like, these guys are the best in the world, and all of a sudden they can, like, barely hit a golf ball. It's, I, I don't understand it. The have, you guys had the yips? have you guys yes. had the yips before? So yeah. How how was it? It's not unbearable. unbearable. It makes you it makes you want to quit golf so badly. Like I I I had like a year stretch where I, I legitimately could not make a three footer. And I anytime I had it left myself a three footer, I just wanted to walk off the course because I oh knew I was God. gonna miss it. Oh my lord. so what if I told you like Sean, here's a golf ball, here's a putter, here's a here's a green, figure it out. See, but, like, when I'd practice, I could hit 103 footers and I'd make 99 of them. Oh, okay. But then I'd get out on the course and I just, I couldn't. It's totally I wouldn't even I wouldn't even hit the fucking hole. That's a great point. That's a great point that I somehow let myself forget about that. I mean, you're playing in front of people, which is not everyone's comfortable with that. We saw Nick this year in our professional golf tournament. I mean, Nick clearly couldn't handle the, the fans and the cameras. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, uh, just tournament pressure is a totally different thing. Like you can't, you can't really replicate that in the practice sessions. That's what makes it to- so tough to get rid of the yips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why you shot 90 that day, Jackson. So you shot 90, you shot 90, you shot but 90. I, but I, it wasn't because of the cameras. It's just because I'm not good uh, at golf. Yeah. yeah. It could be a little bit of both. Like a mix. Um, I think the nine on four was probably the dagger. Um, but I mean, that's on me. I gave myself a penalty, and uh, there really was no need to do that. So, you know, I'm gonna put that on myself. But what what would you guys say if you had the yips? How do you get rid of it? Uh, I think. I think at some point it just has to be a completely different mentality. Like to some extent, it's either you need to drastically change something just to get more comfortable or just like fake confidence until eventually you develop real confidence. You could watch the movie like fight club or something. Maybe a, yeah. a gentleman's game, keep it in the golf world, get fired up. But yeah, as Sean just mentioned in the chat, if you guys have any questions or any comments, that uh, you want to talk about, or even if anyone wants to hop in here and uh, debate. I know you want to talk Bryson DeChambeau, Sean. I mean, I'd always like to talk Bryson DeChambeau. So, you know, we put on our story. I put a story on our, our sticker. If you guys don't know, we're golf balling, and we have, uh, we've got an Instagram account. It's called Golf Balling, obviously. But we, we, dropped, mer- we dropped merch over the Masters this last year with uh, – 
it was Bryson with a green jacket and a protein shake. <laughs> and so we put it on a sticker. It's actually I, in, you're wearing the hoodie in your profile picture. <laughs> yeah, I am wearing the hoodie in my profile picture. So imagine that on a sticker. I put it on the story and I mean, we got a ton of mixed reactions. A ton. Hey, I love them. But, hey, great, great question from Howard here in the chat. Yeah, we can. Let's do that first. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if if you roll up first tee on the weekend, any even even just like casual round on the weekend, but there's a there's a big crowd surrounding the first tee. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always feeling a little nervous. I are you really? Yeah. Are you serious? Even if even if the starter's watching me, I, I get uncomfortable. What? I it's love just that, like man. first well I that never sounds feel like comfortable a confidence over the, problem right there. First tee <laughs> shot of the day never makes me never makes me feel very comfortable. Or especially if you're not you warming to, up. It sounds like you need to go uh get your T checked. you you might have low testosterone. Dude, oh. I, I definitely have low T on the T box. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Sean, I feel you. It's it it's not just like the crowd either. Like it could be the starter. If the starter's yeah. there, I <laughs> I can pound a drive like on, on a hole and then the following hole like not make contact with the ball on a T if they're a spectator. <laughs> yeah, I mean you just even like the starter, you know he's gonna be judgmental, like you're in your mind you're like oh this has to be perfect or else this guy's gonna think i suck right they're gonna think oh this person's trash they're the reason everybody's <laughs> behind four minutes <laughs> every starter is already having like a bad day as it yeah is. he's like oh god the starter's <laughs> gotta get there it's probably a little late they're missing out on the early uh senior special at at denny's they at gotta, denny's yeah they gotta make it i i exactly. think that the best because I don't have this issue. Because I, I mean, you're, you're big time. Well, he he also mean, just doesn't play a lot of golf. <laughs> Maybe because the owner of the app's in here, but basically, I'm not a little bitch. Like Sean <laughs> is. So, I mean, a quick answer I would say is instead of pounding a drive, pound a beer real quick, and okay. then the drive will kind of figure itself out. That's huge. That's so. A- Said said by the guy with Bryson pounding a protein shake. On <laughs> Jackson, yeah. I think the reason I'm so scarred from first tees. I mean, you you guys on the podcast have heard this story, but you know, I was playing in Arizona a few years ago on Thanksgiving Day. There's so it, just because it's Thanksgiving, there's a huge crowd around the first tee. I pull out my driving iron. I I hit it the club snapped on contact and everyone just stared at me for the longest time. Some people laughed. <laughs> so ever, ever since then, I think I just haven't been able to get comfortable on a first tee. Wow. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is like the range, stop the range of reactions that are acceptable in that moment. Like most people would just like not say anything. Some people will like put their like head down and then there's some jackasses who will like legit laugh, thinking like that's better. And all of the, no matter what the reaction is, you feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest. If if I if I was watching it, I'd probably laugh too. Yeah. There's there's just no way there's no way to come back from that. No way. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on? Let's flip it around here, because this is a big meme on on golf. It's the 18th hole. We got a nice patio in the background. And you, you drain a twenty footer. Everyone yeah. thinks you shot seventy two. You just you're coming off a of one twenty. <laughs> do you? How do you guys feel on the eighteenth tee or the eighteenth green if there's a crowd? Uh, I can. I mean, personally, this is actually my vibe. My favorite course has a patio on eighteen, and so I like to you know gather myself before that hole and like put together a nice. <laughs> A nice <laughs> hole. Like I, I, I'm usually draining something nice, and might even take off my hat. You feel me? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have the charisma. Yeah, I, I absolutely live for crowds on the 18th, on the 18th green, because by by that point I'm locked in, feeling good about my round, and I feel like I've only ever had good experiences in front of the crowds, so that's yeah. why I like it. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I, I had a crowd watching me last fall. 
drained a 40 footer for birdie to win a tournament on the 18th green. Wow. Yeah. I Humble mean, brag. Humble brag. sounds like you peaked. Gave it, gave a pretty aggressive fist pump after that. <laughs> was, yeah. That, that, that was my peak. My who's the best college golf peak. Who's the best member of golf balling? Me. Yeah. Jackson. <laughs> Jackson's probably the best golfer. Um, <laughs> Just ever. <for> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a better golfer than Jackson, kind of in my life. But, yeah, I'd go with Jackson than Sean than me. <laughs> Jackson honestly could probably beat Tiger and Charlie Woods playing in a scramble. Like, just two-on-one, I think Jackson could Two-on-one? <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely – I actually don't really know. Because I think if you were to take, like, actual round-by-round scores, it would definitely probably be Nick, Sean, me. But I think if you were to throw us all in an actual match, I like I'm pretty positive it would it would be close. Oh wow! So you're just built different in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's Jackson's- like Nick doesn't really like to golf with me because I I would consider Nick in the in the past as mentally, <laughs> um, like he's easily breakable. I would say, but it's not because of like you; it's because of himself. Like, he breaks himself. Yeah, puts, he got, puts a lot of pressure head. on himself. Yeah, so like if you just if you just poke the bear a little bit, I mean, it it, it would usually might 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 turn into a downward spiral. I mean, perfect perfect example of this. Whenever whenever we've been going to the range recently, if Jackson and I just stand behind Nick and watch him hit balls, <laughs> eventually he gets frustrated. He'll, he'll have to back off. Like if, oh, if you if you no, even no. Like snicker, it's 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 done. No, okay, no, that that's not true. Let's let's give a little bit hundred percent true. No, let's get some perspective. Okay, <laughs> you're normally talking while I'm taking the club back, and you're laughing. <laughs> so then I get self-conscious. I think any person would get self-conscious. So I just stop. You know, it's hard for me to hit a golf ball when I'm laughing. So I, I mean, that does happen quite a bit. There are times where we're, where we don't really yeah. say much, but it, it's really it's really the comments on golf balling that really get to you. Yeah, that yeah. I would say because Nick Nick's got a tomahawk chop. As as our, <laughs> as our viewers would like to say, his swing may not be the most aesthetic, but I mean, like obviously, I think that's what sets Nick different, and people will remember that about him. But I would Nick, say you're a chopper. He's yeah, definitely a I chopper. Chop. Man, pretty chop, pretty chop, vertical chop. swing. Yeah, I, but I I think Nick's I think Nick's back now. I'd say he's back mentally. Since we're talking <laughs> swings, can we can we can I get your read on Charlie? Because to me, I see Charlie swinging the golf club. He looks exactly like one player, and it's not Tiger. I want to hear who you guys think it is. Anthony Kim? Yeah. No. That's your, everybody no, guess No, that's one. not my guess. That's not my guess. Everybody guess one. Is he current or past? All right, I'll give you that. He's current. I I would almost go I – don't, I don't know about the backswing. I haven't, I haven't thought about it too closely, but as far as like – as far as like the impact position goes, I would go with Justin Thomas. Okay. I saw that little clip yesterday where they were showing the, the Justin Thomas, a Charlie comparison toes on toes on, on the ground. Yeah. They the both, they, they both clear their hips really early and very well. And then kind of use that front leg for tons of leverage to generate power. Leverage. I need to do that, but low key, I'm afraid to like fall over. Nick, do you, <laughs> do you have a guess? I'm gonna go Tony Finau. Oh, I was gonna do that maybe. <laughs> even though Tony Finau, really? I could even remember what his swing looks like. Tony Finau's swing is like super compact. Yeah, it's not. Okay, like... not Tony Finau. Um, give me one more guess right here. Uh, Tiger Woods. Brooks Koepka. Oh, okay. Damn, you guys didn't get the right answer. I was going DJ. If DJ's the right one, DJ's my guess. DJ, no, DJ's <laughs> DJ's swing is almost impossible to match because well, he's got no one swings like DJ. You have I to figured... be like eight feet tall to swing like DJ. Well, it's just a big part of it's that bowed wrist at the top. Yeah. Like that's so tough to replicate it. I actually had a, I had a coach that tried to get me to do that. Cause I don't like, I don't like having a lot of club head rotation throughout the swing. Yeah. And that's why DJ is so good. He just keeps like, it he flat essentially, the whole way. he essentially just takes the club back shut and then doesn't have to rotate it on the way through and just commits to the cut most of the time. What a flexible guy to be able to do that. You know, like his whole oh, torso is just jelly. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The correct I mean, answer was Cameron Champ, boys. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. 
I was trying to visualize swings in my brain, but I'm dyslexic, so I have problems. Oh my god! That. Oh my god! Do not no. We don't so early. Nick, guys, Nick's just dumb sometimes. All right. Twenty twenty one minutes. Twenty one minutes into your first live on this new platform, and you bring up your mental disability. Yeah. I mean, are we sure that exists? Number one, but number two, you also could just be dumb. So. No, it's okay to have blonde dyslexia. moments. It's okay to have blonde moments, Nick. I mean, <laughs> Nick's dyslexia is the reason he's always messing up his scorecard. Sometimes <laughs> he means to write down a six, he writes down a three, and just you know, <laughs> that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> um, so we got another question. It came from Nick Bavaro. Um, <laughs> I think beers. we should skip this. Really? Well, I don't like the guy asking it, so. Oh. Well, let's just pretend he didn't ask it. How many beers do you drink? Do you guys want to invite my golf nemesis up onto the stage, Aaron Munda? Sure. Let's do it. Go ahead and tap on him. Um, Oh, here we go. Aaron? The man, the myth, the legend. I hope he's ready to come out firing. Battery's, battery's just not actively listening to us. <laughs> he's, he's definitely shook and like, well, he's gonna be like, "I'm walking my dog, and uh, I don't want to talk about our last round." Oh, you, you recently played with him. We recently had a tango out in the desert in Scottsdale, Arizona. How, oh, cool. How'd that go? Let's just say one of us won and one of us lost. It's <laughs> the way it's got to be. It's the way it's got to be, really. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Nick, you asked about uh, you asked about beers. I yeah. this is my thing. When I first started playing golf, I was like, "Oh, this is sick! Like you can play this sport and you can drink. Like I'm gonna drink." But I never. It's actually the first time I had a white. I started playing golf this summer. First time I had a white oh, claw. Okay. Literally this summer on the golf course. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I was like pounding white claws, playing golf. It was fun. But then I started like I got the bug, you know. Then I was like, I want to be fucking good at golf, which is yeah, where yeah. I am now. So now when I go play with my friends, I'm like, yeah, bring the White Claws. And people start drinking. I'm like, I'm stone sober. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bold strategy. Yeah. Getting get my like friends drunk in match play. A hundred percent. But like if the car girl pulls up around 16, I'm like, okay, like whatever, whatever I've done, I've done so far at 16. Like, can I get a, a tequila shooter? I'm trying to oh, think okay. of what, what I would describe how you play it. Like, I think, it's, I think, it's almost like a I reverse. Think... A strategy you have to implement, in my opinion, is every time you see the card girl on the front nine, let's assume you got big money on the match, so so you're you're willing to spend some money on drinks. I think you buy you buy everyone in your group a round of shots, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know you, you just you just toss the shot back over your shoulder. You're not you're not actually drinking <laughs> that. Yep. Make them think you are. Yeah. Or make, the, make them feel. I kind of like this. I kind of like. So let's let's use Aaron as an example. Say you're in a foursome with Aaron and your two buddies, but you <laughs> you're really only like the other two guys aren't really a threat. So you get a round of shots and then you say like something that would like whoever does blank gets my shot and like maybe that's something that Aaron is good at. So like maybe it could be an inside joke. So basically, I mean, we, what I'm saying, I think we is, we have to consider Aaron may not be good at any facet of golf. Hey, is, hey, is he? I didn't say it. <laughs> I mean, if he's losing to Howard, who <laughs> just no, picked up golf this summer, Munda from a hundred, Munda's like sweet spot is like a hundred and sixty yard iron shot. For some reason, he's money. If he's a hundred and sixty yards out from the, from the green, he's sticking it. If he's a hundred in, yeah. 200 we got we'll figure it out but 160 he's like landing that shit like a plane what, right what handicaps are both of you i don't even think i have an established handicap what handicap. about average round then average round is probably like 95 90 eh, wow. maybe 95 you broke 100 in your first year of playing golf i could list every one of my friends that had that did not do that in like oh, their bro. first two years <laughs> I consistently break nine. I consistently break a hundred. I like that's a mental thing for me. That's great. And then the other big thing is that um, I had a three round stretch where I shot uh, 87, 88, 88. So is eighty seven your lowest round so far? 
lowest round is 86, but that was an anomaly. Dang. That was a really, Howard, really what shitty course. are we playing from? We're, we're playing from blues, but he, the thing is, I play LA Muni's a lot. They're not. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All the all the super low rounds are on the Muni's. Okay. Like if I play like a like really nice big course, you know, we're like nine, we're like ninety eight and holding on for dear life. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Jackson will appreciate this question. Mm. Um, when when you first started playing, did you take lessons or did you just kind of no. learn just by playing? The story is, my roommate has can- has cancer. And so when COVID started, we were like being very, very serious about like not going outside. But like after a while, it's like summer came around. We hadn't been outside in years. We hadn't played a sport in so long. And he was like, bro, you have to fucking play golf with me because that's the only thing that's open. The tennis courts, basketball courts, everything in L.A. was closed. I was like, fine. Up until that point, I was never going to play golf. Then we go and like I was borrowing his clubs. We played in Palm Springs. I was like, I did all right. So the following weekend, I was like, look, I'm addicted to this shit. It seems fun. And uh, this is the only thing we can do all of quarantine. So I needed to get clubs. The only place that had clubs open near Southern California was Las Vegas. So we <laughs> load up in the car on a Saturday morning. We drive to Vegas. I get fitted for some irons. I got, what are they, uh, tailor-made M3s. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got those. Came home. Play, yeah, I came home that day and basically played with those for like two months. Then, But I was playing a lot. I was practicing a lot, being very serious all over the YouTube and shit. Then I got lessons. And when I got lessons, that dude was like, you need to get fitted into some like actual golf clubs. Oh, wow. So I got new, new irons. So that's where I am. Okay. okay. Rocket ship to the moon. If we gave you like a couple months, I think you could be Jackson like straight up. There's no uh, fucking way. Yes. There's Jackson, no way. I'm I mean, that, in, bro. It depends. Does Jackson have to play by the real rules of golf? Oh, shoot. That's a good one. That's a big <laughs> factor. Jackson. I've game. seen Huge some videos factor. of you guys, like, playing golf in, like, your neighborhood. It's wild. Can't be doing that. I mean, I think that one of my – what I kind of like is I kind of like being that Dutz on the in the, in the clips because I think that's – you know, like, like I like to wear my, I like to wear my chucks that I've had for a year. And I like the comments when people are like, why do you always look like you got your golf shoes on the side of a highway on the way to the round? Like, <laughs> so I love, I love the, the hate. So like any clip from a backyard golf, like I'm just going to throw that up immediately. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just money to me, but I don't think, I think that I see Sean's point. I, I don't see Nick's point one bit because I still think if you give me, if I have to play by the rules of golf, like I'm not shooting higher than an 85. Get Cause remember when you shot 90 uh, on camera? I think. Oh yeah. Hey, but, but Jackson's so <laughs> mentally tough, man. Yeah. He's so, so mentally tough. I mean, this kind of goes back to the whole perspective thing, Nick. We, we had a, we had, it was like a five hour round in 90 degree August day. July day or whenever it Those was. Those sound like excuses. They I are mean, excuses. They're they're fair excuses. Like he was he wasn't in shape to to play golf. He hadn't played competitive golf in years. Like I was getting tired and I was just driving him around in a cart. Like yeah, that and was then, just exhausting. I don't Jackson. know if any of you guys like raising canes, but once the once the Woo! box combo started getting thrown or, or the caniac combo started to get tossed around as the afternoon yeah. as sure. the post round snack, it was like, yes, well, sir, I'm not trying to golf anymore. I'm trying to get my caniac combo. So you gotta also, have, you gotta have the caniac. You gotta. I kind of want canes <laughs> right now. You're really getting me hungry. I think that I think that what we got to do here is I think we need to set up our own little match. Well, that's and, what I was about to say. We're going to yeah. do a match. We'll stream it. I'll have AirPods in. We'll be live on Locker Room. Okay. Honestly, I might I might be down to fund the thing. When are you ready to meet up is the question. I, I mean, we're taking, it, we're taking a golf trip. We're taking a golf trip first week of January. To where? Houston. Uh, we're going to Houston. What? Why Houston of all places? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> none of us have been there. Got to experience new places. Dude, that's wild. Yeah, I just did a golf trip like last weekend to to Scottsdale. That was my first time in Arizona. It was fire. Oh wow! 
But you, you guys stuff. are Houston, really, bro? Yeah. I mean, I've played I've played too much golf in Scottsdale. Yeah. Golf in Scottsdale. I'm sure. We've all been there. We've all been there, and we've been there together. Once. Yeah. Once. I played so, one course. How I've played we're, a lot. We're <laughs> driving down, and we're going to stop in Memphis and try and play the TPC course. And then okay. the whole reason we wanted to go down to uh, – we were thinking Dallas at first because, like, GM Golf, I don't know if you know who they are, but we wanted to make some videos with them. Um, but I would say, like, if you were to think about the four states where, like, golf influencers or where you can just play any time of year, I mean, you got to think California, Arizona, yep. Texas, and Florida. Right. We've been to California – or California, too far of a drive, Arizona. We've been there. Florida, we've all been there. So I think we kind of landed with Houston because it's south enough that we should be able to play golf. Yeah. And comfortably. comfortably. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you'll probably have to put on put some long johns on, but that's fine. Yeah, or we could I mean it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like mid seventies when we're there. I think, we I think we'll be up. Cap. Cap. We're, we're I think that's boys. cap. I think cap. that's cap. My cap's on. Fucking cold. Check that's, check <laughs> check weather channel right now, Sean. I sent you the forecast I sent you cap. the day by day from last January. There were days in the eighties. Even the chat. Type it in the type it in the chat. Cap. We got three caps in the chat. That's that's I'm, as many viewers as we got right now. So I'm super down to uh, I'm super down to do a, do a match at some point. Yeah, I maybe love. we'll have to uh, play around in the spring or something once it uh, once our schedules open up. I'm definitely down, man. I I think that if you weren't the owner of this app, I would be you know like way more. Um, like you don't stand a chance. I mean, you I, can... <laughs> like, but I mean, you know, I'm down. I'm down to uh, you know, help out the cause. I don't think sure. I. I don't think I stand a chance. But this will be a fun. Uh, yeah, no, it it'll be great. Yeah. Um, this kind of brings me into the topic I wanted to talk about. With uh, I think Nick Bavaro commented this beer on the course i don't know if you saw howard but oh howard's gone if you guys listen to our podcast we we just did an episode on a beer hole and the realities of, of a beer hole yes oh, here it's, we go. it's not realistic it's it's howard i'm very who, curious who, as who to your, what was that yeah i was gonna say who actually does that well, dude, everyone's always, everyone's in our yeah everyone was <laughs> always in our comments like i drink at least a beer hole and it's like no you don't <laughs> like, and if you do, there's no way you're making contact those last like six holes. No yeah. way. I mean, so, I guarantee most of the people who say that have never had 18 beers in a sitting. Exactly. Like, exactly. Because if you realistically were to think about it, you're taking a sip every shot in order to get it down. And mm-hmm. this is what Nick didn't like. And I'm sorry if this is a little vulgar, but like, you're going to have to puke at least once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to have to happen. You're having so, a spit. You're like all pissing, these, you're pissing every other hole by hole. Yeah, and most likely you're gonna for like you probably won't really. Rem- if you remember the back nine, you're not really gonna care about the score. So at that point, you're just kind of going through the motions. I think and, I think one other thing to consider is if if you're actually putting down a beer hole consistently when you play golf, uh, you might have more serious problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, might want to consult your doctor immediately. <laughs> What are, you, what are your guys' thoughts in general, like, related to what you just said, Jackson, on, like, playing without any eye for score? Some guys like to go out there and act like, oh, yeah, I just paid for this round. They're just, like, fuck around. What are your thoughts on that? That's pretty much what I do. That's what you yeah, do. That's, that's very much what Jackson does. If I take uh, it more seriously, I'm going to get burnt out, and that's what's going to be, I mean, the decline of – if I don't want to actually like go out and play golf and record content, then I would just like, I would imagine I would lose my motivation. So yeah. I'm a huge fan of just like grabbing a six pack and head into the course. And, but I'm a fan of, cause our friends that we play, I don't play too much golf with Nick and Sean, or if we do, we're playing with guys who shoot in the hundreds. So we kind of like to just play yeah, you know, relax two it. on two, two on two match play. But it's it's relaxing enough because I mean there's handicaps and it's it's competitive enough. So yeah, that's you're my least, opinion. You try to make it a little competitive. Yeah. So, but I mean, I would say golfing with Nick and Sean, honestly, sometimes it kind of sucks because 
<laughs> Nick's having a bad round. Nick's one goal is to turn it around. So he becomes more uh, like, because Nick's trying to play professional golf. If you guys didn't know that, Nick's trying to become a professional golfer. So his his mindset's going to be a little different. What's what's your mindset, Nick? Nick, you sound just like me, dude. <laughs> I, You know, Howard, I like to say, first off, I loved your talk about you know, being sober and getting everyone else drunk. Cause that's like kind of what I like to do is, you know, I don't really, like to, I don't like to play golf like drunk or anything. Cause it's just like, honestly, it ruins the round. Like if I'm paying for it too, depending on like, I, I want to play my best, right? Like I'm, I'm not going there to lose. Like th- this isn't, you know, I'm not like Jackson. I'm not there for the good time. I'm there. I'm there to win. Dude, <laughs> same bro. And yeah. it's like when you're bad too, like, it gets me when people are bad and they're like, just they're comfortable being bad. I'm like, <laughs> you don't, you, you can be bad, but you should definitely be like trying to be better. You know, that's my thing. Why are we here? Exactly. Why are we here? If you're going to just like chop this course up. Exactly. And I like the, I like the move drinking at the end. Cause I always like a drink towards the end of the round, kind of like relax, get ready for the 18th tee, the 19th tee. Yep. You know? Yep. I'm totally off. Totally Enjoy with the you. round. Enjoy. I'd rather shoot, you know, a, a good score and, you know, have a drink on the the nineteenth hole than be drunk and, and not remember what I shot like Jackson. Um, so, <laughs> clearly, a, clearly, just different life priorities. Yeah. Right. What's What's yours, Sean? Because you've kind of come around to yeah, that's, more. You I, were a little I, more Nick, and now you're a little more me. I'd say. So, like, yeah, in high school and when I played in college, like I. I took it too seriously. Like I, I definitely was not fun to play with looking back on it. Like I, I feel bad for people that I played with. Like that must've been horrible for them. <laughs> um, but then, you know, like kind of throughout college and ever since I stopped, like most of the time I'm just there to have a good time. If I'm, if I'm playing for money, then, then I take it seriously. But uh, it's, it, I, I would say I definitely, definitely prefer the casual aspect now. No. Yeah. I like it. I'm a huge fan. I'm excited to go to Houston. I'm I'm very curious as to Nick's mentality going in. My my mentality in Houston is I I think you said earlier about um it's like close when we play. I don't think there'll be a day where I like even come within like four shots of you, Jackson. Wow. And I think every time I play, I think I will beat you by holy shit, dude! <laughs> wow. There's I'm nothing just, I love more than like definitive. I'm, I'm predicting i'm predicting there's an upset in there at least once yeah there's definitely an upset in there um i'm gonna put I, i'm not gonna put my life on the line because i do that a lot um but, <laughs> but i'll put like i mean money talks and i know jackson likes to bet a lot of money like you know we had a whole two dollars we bet um during one of our challenges that i had to take from him that i i still haven't received um <laughs> But I mean, I would put any. I put my entire bank account on the line. Um, I say I won't lose to you. Yeah. What if you put your bank account on the line and I I double down on the two dollars? <laughs> I mean, that's essentially your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we could get that going. Um, no, I agree. But I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about Bryson now? We got about twenty minutes in. Is there a specific thing about Bryson you'd like to talk about? Well, I know you wanted to talk specific Bryson on if he, like a hypothetical, whereas if Uh, there were no fans, or if there were fans, say Corona just didn't happen, if Bryson DeChambeau would remain a U.S. champion, U.S. Open champion. I I would like to hear Nick's answer before I go. I'd go yes. I think he would have probably won. I personally think he... um, he he was playing. I, I don't think anything had to do with like nerves or like people not being around because there was still like a decent amount of people and, and Bryson was playing for a while. Um, I I think he'd do do pretty well. Personally, okay. I think he would have won. I think he was the best player in that tournament by far. Well, all right. Here's my thing. So the the PGA Tour took its break like pretty early into Bryson's distance game. Yeah, like really, really um, early. Yeah, so the 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 time the time off of competitive golf gave him so much time to prioritize working out and making the proper swing changes to do that. If Corona doesn't happen, 
he doesn't have that same amount of time. So he's trying mm-hmm. to do that while playing a competitive golf schedule. I mean, just that's that's much more difficult. It probably gets a little more frustrated if he doesn't see the changes working right away. Honestly, there's just the fatigue factor, too. If he's playing more competitive golf and working out as much as he is, that's going to be problematic. And then, like, different time of year at the U.S. Open, nobody has the break from golf, so different players are hot. I just I, – I think from a probability perspective, it is unlikely that he still wins that U.S. Open. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I – I, I, I agree to disagree there, Sean. Yeah, I, I do too. Well, I don't think that Bryson, I think that if Corona never happened, I still think Bryson has a great year. I don't I just, know. If I he, think he has a, I think he has a tougher time implementing those changes. Like doing changing as much as he did while you're playing competitive golf is very difficult. And yeah, then and like even just different schedules too. different even time just, of year, even just like, Coming out of coming out of the break, he had significantly more media attention than he'd ever had. Like he was the most talked about player in golf. That completely changes his mindset. He doesn't have that if there's no corona. So I and he was I still playing think, really well before the break. Yeah, the US I just Open. think so many different things change that I mean I can't definitively say he wouldn't still win it, but to me it's unlikely that he would have. I think that the um the U.S. Open, so obviously because of the change in schedules, the U.S. Open was played in the fall. And that's a totally different – winged foot would be playing – like it, it's just different in the fall compared to the yeah, summer. 100%. And so I think it is almost foolish to say that, yeah, 100% Bryson would have won the U.S. Open again if there were fans and a normal schedule because, I mean, the tournament would have been played two months before. And the the thing about that, though, is two months before that is when Bryson's kind of just coming off his, like, success at the Mor- Detroit Mortgage. You know, he caught that win. I still think he's a great player, and I'm sure he would be in contention at the U.S. Open, but I think it's just so foolish to say, like, yeah, he definitely would have won the U.S. Open when it was played two months before because so many other factors would have came into it. I think so – I think a big I think a big part of that is when you think about just the PGA Tour in general, any tournament, any given week, majority of the field has a chance to win. Like if certain things go right for a player, that's the difference between winning or losing. And like all of those things are completely different with the Master or the US Open at a different time in the year. So like mm-hmm. it, it's that's where I totally agree with you. I think it's foolish to say like he'd still probably win it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Bryson gets a ton of hate and I, if you guys maybe listen to our podcast after, after listening to this locker room, you'll kind of see a tendency. I would say Nick's pretty pro Bryson. Sean's more anti, um, it's. I'm just super excited to see how Bryson comes back next year because, obviously, longevity of what Bryson's doing right now is it's not long term like healthy. So, yeah, I'm I mean, curious, you gotta worry about his body. And I'm curious if he's gonna lean down or if he's just continue to if he's continuing to bolt because if I don't if, I don't think he wants to cut. I think he wants to continue. I, I, I totally agree with you that's going to be problematic sometime. And I don't know when it's going to be. I don't think it'll be this year, but I mean, longevity, this isn't going to work that long, like 10 years max. So Uh, eh. I think, I think he'll be a great player. I I, I don't Bryson will be Bryson. Bryson will do Bryson things and and Bryson will win another masters or another championship and probably a masters and one injury, one major Mm -hmm. injury from everything that Bryson is doing right now, all of his That sounds lifting. like a personal opinion there. If well, he gets think, injured once, uh-oh. I think, yeah, I think the injuries are definitely a huge concern. Like, you see that a lot when players start lifting. Like, Tiger started getting jacked, he gets injured. Brooks gets jacked, he gets injured constantly. Yep. Uh, Jason Day got jacked, he gets injured like Rory's had Jason his struggles with case. Yeah, he's but he still case. he still gets he still gets injured a lot. 
I mean, you can call them soft, but the reality is like a lot of his issues started from working out. And then even just on a shorter term basis, like we talked about it on our last podcast, Bryson's putting this last year was record setting. Like it was unbelievable. So a big portion of how he plays is going to depend on how well he's able to maintain that success with the putter. Mm-hmm. He's got to work on the wedges too. Yeah. His, his proximity to the hole for how far he hits it is not where it should be. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who you would think if you're driving at 350 and he's setting record numbers in putting, I mean, it's kind of what we saw at the, like when the PGA Tour resumed. I mean, he's putting up numbers. You just would have thought it would correlate the rest of the season with the num- with the stats he's providing with these drive distances. Like, it, it's just if you're driving the ball 350 yards every single time. That is so crazy, man. I just I I, I have a thing. I have an opinion as to why his wedges haven't been great. So I used to know this guy whose swing speed was like 130 miles an hour. Um, even got up to like 135 from time to time. And he said that he didn't want to hit it any further because if he did, he would have to put like seven wedges in his bag to, to have like any sort of proper gapping with his wedges. Mm. So I think I think that's probably a little bit of an issue for Bryson. Like when you watch him play, He's he has to hit so many like sawed off wedges, like he 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 doesn't hit a lot of full shots into greens. So the problem is he hits it too long. Is that what you're trying to tell us? There, I think I think Almost. I think an externality of his length is that it makes controlling wedges more difficult. Yeah, and I mean it'll go with the driver too. So, which we because like the, so. the the faster you swing it, the larger gaps you're going to have in your wedges wedge distances. So you're going to have to be more creative with like how you control distance. And that's just not going to be as consistent as other tour players who take more full swings with their wedges. So what if he took the John Daly approach on his wedges? Well, that, that requires ridiculous hand-eye coordination that I don't think anyone else on the PGA tour could do consistently. I'm sure Bryson would disagree with you. I, I I would agree. Bryson would disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. If 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 that were such a realistic option for most PGA Tour golfers, more people would do it. I don't think anybody else like because that's just the way John Daly's always played his wedges. If you're not used to doing that, you're not going to be able to change to that method. Yeah, I mean, it's, unfortunately, yeah, because yeah. John Daly's special. So he is. <laughs> What do you guys see Bryson doing this year then? Winning a major. Winning the a Masters. major. Yeah, winning, winning the, the Masters. Masters. Oh my god. Yeah. If he won the Masters, that shirt I that shirt I'm wearing is probably gonna sell off the charts. I'll, it probably would. I'll give Bryson I think he'll win two regular events this year. No majors. No majors? No. Not this year. I think he'll win thirty. Majors. I think I think he'll be close. I think he'll be close in three of the four. Okay. But I I I I just don't I I don't just got a feeling he won't get him done. Yeah, it's going to be a totally different year. I mean, you got to remember the playoffs too. Like, although the playoffs are such a minor detail in, like. Obviously, the the NBA playoffs, the NFL playoffs, compared to the golf playoffs, they're completely different. But for these players, I mean, this is where you make the money. Like, you want to make that FedEx. You want that $10 mil in the bank account. So I would be – I'm interested to see what Bryson's schedule is going to be like this, this upcoming season because it's going to be more condensed in a way. It's going to be just like normal but you're coming off a year where everything was unnormal, abnormal. So I kind of, yeah, I kind of wonder, I wonder how heavy his schedule is going to be. Like if he's going to take an approach, like play the majors and a few tournaments in between, or just play as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like, I feel like Bryson typically has the play as much as I can mentality. Yeah. Or at least more than most players at his level do. Except Sung Jay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, Sungjae is just not <laughs> objectively not where Bryson is in his career. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Although, so I, 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 he almost won the Masters, Sean. Well, Sungjae is already a Hall of Famer in my book. So <laughs> so all right, I like I like the predictions. My prediction for Bryson is I'd go. I don't think he wins a major. But I'd say I'd say he wins at least three regular season events, and I think there'll be lower key tournaments. I think two of them will probably be low key. One of them will be maybe bigger. I'm talking like Florida Swing might win might win one there, and then probably like smaller tournaments like the Schwab or the Mortgage, because um, I mean he's going to be able to just tear those courses up like he tear, like he tore them up all season. So I'd say three. Uh, yeah, I I can respect that take. Um, all right, what 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 do you guys want to end at or end with? Um, I, I don't really have too much else. Um, I guess uh, well, we we never really mentioned that uh, Justin Thomas and his father won the uh, the PNC really Fathers tournament. Honestly, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, if Tiger unless it won, was Charlie, yes, that would have been news. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It's not a real event. But if Tiger would have won, that would have been considered an event. I hope you understand that. I mean, ju- yeah, Justin Thomas and his dad were also like the heavy favorites to win the event. So it I really mean, makes sense that they did. Two professional golfers versus, you know, an 11-year-old and his dad. who's But to be fair. professional golfer. To, to be, be fair. fair. They played different tees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Char- I mean, I will say, Charlie... <laughs> He got some pretty big advantages. I feel like kinda, <laughs> I I felt like they were using so many of Charlie's drives. Like, yeah, I mean when you're like, he hits it like two twenty five still, and yeah. every hole was playing like between like two eighty and three thirty for him. It felt like, mm. so it was just like all he and Tiger were doing were just going like driver wedge. Yeah, and that's the way long. the game should be played. I mean Charlie's wedges. Charlie's wedges were really impressive. Like there were quite a few shots he hit inside Tiger. Just wait until he can actually get spin on the ball and hit the ball a little higher. Jesus Christ, that kid's going to be unstoppable. My my favorite was yesterday. There was one wedge shot. I think it was like 90 yards out. And Charlie, like, hit it a little fat, and it kind of rolled up, like, three feet from the pin. And right as he hit it, Tiger was just like, chunk and and run. It's going to work out. And... It did, yeah. So he, knows that. He, he Charlie also like one handed one hand finished it and it went to like five feet. <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty electric. It was a Hideki Matsuyama move if I've, if I've ever seen one. I was gonna say between us girls, Charlie might be better than his dad. He makes it to the <laughs> Demilio. Demilio. Yeah, Demilio. On on the broadcast, they were talking about how Charlie has a less impressive resume than his dad up to this point. Oh, which is does just he now. That's just absurd because Tiger's like done his best to hide Charlie from the spotlight, whereas yeah. like Tiger grew up in the spotlight. Tiger had a golf club in his hands at two, and was being and like his dad was recording it all. You know. Yeah, I think I think Tiger I think Tiger is very cautious about like. I'm sure he feels like his dad made some mistakes. Like he was very tough on him growing up, and I I think yep. Tiger is a little cautious because of that. Like he, yeah. he, it seems like he's tried to raise Charlie pretty differently from the way his dad raised him. Like he still I wants him to that. be a good golfer, but he's not putting like the same amount of pressure on him. That's what you got to do. Did to him. I'm shocked after you watch like a Tiger or you read a book about Tiger Woods or you watch a documentary about Tiger Woods. I'm sure the uh, ESPN one. That when does that come out? The ESPN Tiger Woods doc. That's got to be think, soon. Yeah, I think it's in the next couple months. Like. I am surprised, I am so shocked that Tiger Woods like actually ended up playing golf. Like this dude was kind of a his dad was low key a prick as far yeah, as like, I mean work ethic goes. I would say ninety nine point nine percent of people who grew up like Tiger get super burnt out of that sport. Yeah. Like oh, I sh- actually I actually used to I, I I knew some kids who were like competitive golfers in Illinois around the same age as us and their dad was like a professional golfer for a bit. I think he just played like mini tour stuff. 
but he didn't let his kids start playing golf until they were like 14 or 15 because he didn't want them to get burnt out. Yeah, dude, it's, it's real. And to Drake's point, yeah, it's HBO. My bad. Even better documentary. I can't wait for that. I just can't wait. I think, I think that'll be super interesting, but I totally agree with your point, Sean. I, Tiger looks like, I mean, after everything, Tiger's the whole Woods family, everything that has happened in the past, like Tiger seems to be handling it exactly how you would want him to handle it. You're not pressuring him, but this kid is, as Howard said, the truth. He's he's next. He's got next. If he wants next, it's up to him. I just I just love I just love like the way he acts on the course. Like he's he's so mature for an eleven year old. Yeah. Like he's a G. He really seems like he understands the game like very well. It it's just it's I don't know. He's he's so far like his maturity level is just so far past his age. It's it's really impressive. I, know. I think he'll be good. I liked your tweet the other day where you said he's got more personality than like almost everyone on tour. <laughs> I mean, he does. Like he's hilarious to watch out on the course. Yeah. And like, and he's, you know, he's 11 years old and chirping Justin Thomas. <laughs> like that's crazy. Do you know how much yeah. confidence that takes? That's absurd. I mean, like he probably just, he, I guess he's played golf with Justin Thomas before. Like, yeah, I guess they said he's played it like the medalist with them. And like, I mean, if he, he knows him. Like it's not like he's seen Justin Thomas for the first time, and he's like, "Yeah, well, that's what no. makes it so much better. That's what makes it you're like, like awesome. You're in your first, you're in your first televised golf event, playing with the former number one player, two former number one players in the former, world. Former, key word there. Former, still, well, still it's a top not that, That's not that key of a word. <laughs> yeah, like Justin Thomas number is one still in a golf. huge deal in golf. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I agree. They're still huge. Um, the only thing is they lost to the Kucher fam. I'm not. I'm just not a huge Kucher guy. I just am not a fan. The Kucher kid's lie. soft. Kids I'm really glad you actually yeah. said that, Howard, because I was. A lot of the times on if we post something and we're dissing Kucher, we'll get some hate. But the Kucher, I mean, the Kucher kid, really bothered me. He, he's he a yeah. nerd. Yeah, I did he, see. I, I think he sucked. My favorite, my favorite tweet this weekend was I, I saw a tweet where it was like Matt Kuchar to his son. And it's like, if you make this putt, I'll give you a quarter. And it's like, son makes the putt and Matthew, Matt Kuchar's like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part about that is it's like kind of true. Like you could see that happening. It's not too far back. <laughs> it probably did happen. I just when I think of Matt Kuchar, I just think of a dude who goes to bed with socks on. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. I just he he probably he probably wears like Skechers slippers around the house. Yeah, like I mean, tucks he's a... them tucks them under the edge of his bed, like super <laughs> neat, and then keeps his socks on. <laughs> he probably also wears a shirt in the pool. <laughs> Matthew or Matt Kuchar seems like a swim shirt kind of guy. Huge swim shirt kind of guy. I'm not dissing swim shirt kind of guys, but it's Matt Kuchar. So, I mean, he has it coming for him. I'd feel bad. So, like, we wouldn't be slandering him this much if maybe he, you know, paid, paid his, his caddies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More than $5,000 after you win $1.1 million. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, you, you read any of those stories from that, from that tournament, you're like, oh, my God, Matt. Kuchar. I'm like, bro, I can't believe I can't believe I loved you so much at the Olympics and I was so happy for you and you're just actually kind of this like cheapskate. Well, like, I mean, part of the issue too was just the way he handled it. Well, yeah, like, he handled it like a deep everyone was like roasting him. He could have just been like, oh yeah, that was a lapse of judgment on my on my part. Like yeah, I'll I'll fix that right now. But he like denied it at first and he he's like we had a deal like yeah we had the deal (laughs) and he like didn't want to pay him then i'm sure that his like pr team was like matt you have to pay this caddy (laughs) like we'll 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 give give you the money money. just do it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what a fucking prick um well that's an hour i don't know if you guys are 
Um, but if you guys enjoyed this, go ahead, hit us with a follow. We will be doing Wednesday nights and Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Central time. And, uh, yeah, it was our first time on the app. I really liked it. Kind of got a good feel of it. Now we know what to do going into the next one. And uh, I look forward to it. We're going to have to get our uh, our golf balling fans on our social medias to download the app so this chat room can get going a little bit. But I hope you guys enjoyed Thank you to everyone for tuning in, and um, we'll see you Wednesday night. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.